Boss Biz Talk is the new motivational podcast brought to you by the PLM Agency with host Beth Hommel, CEO and founder. Inspired to reach out to some of her favorite bosses and share parts of their success stories in a quick and candid real talk interview to motivate you to superhero your life and power through your day. This is Boss Biz Talk. Hi guys, it's January 31st, 2020, and you are tuning in to our very first episode of our brand new podcast called Boss Biz Talk. I can't believe this is really happening. We're so excited and we hope that we bring motivation and inspiration to your day. This came about a fleeting thought of mine two months ago. I woke up, was like having a morning where I just was like, oh, I'm overworked, I'm overwhelmed, you know, I need some motivation. And I had just got an email from the Hartford and the subject line said, top 10 best podcast for small business owners. And so I went on and opened a few and thought to myself, these suck. <laughs> these are not good. They're super negative. And uh, I guess I'll just turn on some biggie, biggie smalls and get on my elliptical and get the funk out. So I did. And I don't know if it was biggie singing to me, sky's the limit or my 20 minutes of the elliptical, but I got off being expired with these crazy ideas of, I'll just start my own podcast. We can do this. Like Biggie always says, sky's the limit. I have to give a quick shout out, and I promise not to be like Cuba Gooding Jr. when he won his Grammy <laughs> for Terry Maguire, but our deadline was, we told you guys we would launch January 2020. Two days ago, I'm like, I don't like this podcast music. Reached out to my good friend, Mikey Fuentes. So I called him frantically two days ago and said, Mikey, I need your help. And he said, I got a guy for you. Puts me in touch with DJ Diverse, he lets me go through his collections. I find something ridiculous, gives me the rights. So thank you, Dustin, for coming through in one day. Um, and then I sent it to uh, one of the best people I know in Seattle. He is the man behind the voice. He has the best voice in the whole world. And I said, Jason, please help me. Can you take the scripts that I have wrote, put them to your voice, and then can you put some to this background music? And I, and he came through within less than 24 hours. So thank you, Jason Zildine. And thank you to Amazing Amy. She is actually clipping and pasting and all my little ADD rants and raves and talks and ums and ands. And, but I have to tell you, this is unscripted. It's raw. It's real talk, and I want it that way. And uh, here we go. Here our first episode. We had Jennifer Caraway come in from the Joy Bus Diner. Yeah, she's amazing. I actually had her come in twice because I was in such awe of her the first time. I forgot like four questions that I wanted to ask her that are really important. And they also were just uh, featured on Dirty Jobs. I cannot wait to listen to this whole podcast when it's put together. And I hope that you guys love it. Go easy on me. I am not a podcast host, but I play one today. Also, real quick, this morning, Amy already told me I was at 22 Minutes. And to keep it short, I said, well, if we're already at 22, let's just go to 24 and dedicate this to Kobe, who was an amazing boss in his own self and all the things that he did for the community, all the things that we're seeing on TV. I didn't even realize how much of a boss he really was, not on the court, but off the court too. So we're going to try to keep this episode at 24 minutes in uh, memory of Kobe. All right, guys, enjoy. Here it is. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Beth Hummel, and I am with Jennifer Caraway. 
And Jennifer, thank you so much for coming in today. Talk about what you're doing right now with the Joy Bus Diner and some things that are going on. Um, we started the Joy Bus late 2011 um, when my friend Joy became ill with ovarian cancer. And it was just her grace and fight that inspired me to try to do something in her honor on a bigger level. Um, to try to give people the support that maybe didn't have the, the great family that she had. Um, so then came the Joy Bus. And um, what we do is we prepare and deliver free, fresh, organic food to homebound cancer patients. Uh, we started, I mean, it, the, the organization started late 2011. We've actually started delivering food to patients in 2012. Um, it was still, took about three and a half, four years working three jobs, just trying to make it happen, being a mom, oh and growing the business until we opened our very first brick and mortar, which is the Joy Bus Diner that you ride your beach cruiser to. I love to. this. <laughs> when did you open the Joy Bus Diner? The diner was opened about four years ago. Okay. Um, and the diner, basically how it was proposed to my board is, look, we need a commercial kitchen because I was preparing all the meals in my home kitchen. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, this is a full-on grassroots organic growth that we've had. I'm super lucky. It's been a hard journey, but we're pulling it, so I'm pretty stoked. You're doing amazing. I'm, I have a lot of help, but it was cool because I'm like, look, like we got, we're going to incur the cost of a lease regardless, so why not turn it into a restaurant, a full service restaurant that the public can go to and have 100% of the proceeds fund our programs. They were super not down with that idea at all. <laughs> the restaurant industry is very hard. I mean, unless you're a fireman and you dig waking up every day and putting out fires, it's, it's a lot of work. So right. just imagine you're running a full service business and trying to run a nonprofit at the same time. So they weren't being negative, they were being smart. But I just convinced them otherwise. Because you didn't take no for an answer. <laughs> I'm really stubborn. <laughs> and they let me do it. You didn't give up. You just kept going, right? And you were like, I've got this dream. I've got this passion. I'm doing this for joy. I'm going forward. I've got this vision. You know, bringing you in like this, you're just so amazing in the community. And you're so inspiring that it helps people, when they're listening to this, go, it is hard. People always say it's hard work. But it's not easy, you know? No. Everyone yeah. looks at things and goes, oh my gosh, she's doing this, this. Well, how did she get there? I mean, she had to just work her butt off to get there. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of hustle. It was a lot of begging. It was a lot of crying. It was just, I mean, wake up every day and just throw yourself at it. And either yeah. I am naive to think that I'm capable of doing anything or I'm just so damn stubborn. <laughs> but I truly do believe that if you have an idea, all you have to do is just get up and work towards it every day and anything's possible. I completely agree with that 100%. And what what were you doing for yourself at that time? Or did you have some kind of like motivation that you pulled from somewhere? Obviously, you was, I'm sure, joy a lot, you oh, know, yeah. of that. Oh, yeah. But like on a daily, maybe? Um, I mean, as far as outlets are concerned, I like wine. And <laughs> <laughs> and I played a lot of guitar Cheers. back then. <laughs> but just something like when the kids went to bed at night to try to take my mind off of it, which is really hard because, as you know, you started a business. Like, you just want to go 24-7. But I think, you know, the kids being as young as they were when I was getting it up and running, 
I had soccer games to go to and piano recitals and orchestra concerts. So that was a really good outlet as well for me to try to refocus attention right. on something that was important for, again, something bigger than me. And right. just take my mind off the grind. So you, ha- you had to. I had to. You had to. Oh my goodness, yeah. that would have went insane. What are you doing right now? What are some projects you're working on? Um, right now, we are working on possibly an additional location. Ooh. Yeah, super excited. Can you I've, tell us, like, what area? Um, around here. <laughs> here would be the Biltmore area. <laughs> uh, but we're working with a developer right now. We should know within the next month. Uh, what that looks like but it'll be great for the mission because where we're at right now which I love that community Uh, my kids went to school there that community is why we are still around right just because of how much support they've given us Mm -hmm. I I just can't say enough good things about that community it is great it's my neighborhood I'm not going anywhere it yeah it's a little Uh, hidden gem so we shouldn't tell them like too much about it yeah no I agree but go see the joy bus diner on 32nd (laughs) Shay and Shay or is that what we say or 51 and Shay there you go yeah so I'm I mean but for where we're at we can only deliver within 10 miles of that location to the patient's home and that's strictly for volunteer retention because I cannot ask a volunteer to drive and deliver a patient meal in Mesa. Okay. Right. I, mean, I mean, we do right now just because my best friend's mom lives in Mesa, and she comes in every Friday to take a couple meals out there. Aww. But in order for volunteers to return, I need to have it a realistic distance from the spot that they're picking up. So with an additional location, then we're mm-hmm. also able to expand our delivery area to the homebound patients in need. Um, okay, so I saw that you partnered with... Oshro Cafe. Yeah. yeah. What's going on with that? They're your partner this month or the month of January. Is that what's going on? Yes. We have a just a different restaurant community partner every month. And what that partner does is they prepare our patient meals the first Friday of their chosen month. And they pick one item on their menu and they donate the proceeds of that throughout the month to our mission. Okay. And we have amazing <clears throat> partners. I mean, we have Otro this month, super rad because it's the Elote, which is amazing. Mm. Um, but we have Virtue, we have F&B, the Gladly Citizen Public House, Venezia's. Like we have all Those of these. Those are my these, favorite places. Oh my gosh. And they're all local restaurants that want to be a part of our mission. Right. Like I said, it took this community to build us we would not be here without them and I'm stoked that they still want to be a part of us and help and prepare the patient meals and for the patients it's awesome because oh my gosh they get different food it's like going to a fancy restaurant is way better than my food so (laughs) it's a good change for them as well and it's a part it's just another way for the community to step up in a little way and make a big difference. It is. Are you heading that part of your organization? Um, Do you have a help, like a support team that does that for you? I have a lot of volunteers. They're really good people that want to help us. And um, they help make it all happen. <laughs> Honestly, awesome. like we have a lot of really good people who are very selfless of their time. So what's coming up that we can help with or the, the community that people are listening now that want to get involved? Like, what do you have? Because I know that you always have some kind of cool event coming up. Um, our next big event will be our big gala in November. And I think it's going to be the first week of November. Um, okay. I'm not sure yet where it'll be, if there's any rad resorts out there that want to Give me a call and say, Where hey, were you last time you were at Valley, Valley, um, at the Valley Hill, Valley Hill. Uh-huh. <laughs> which Chef Russell did a really awesome job with the food. They're very nice to us. So I was thinking, um, 
you know, asking just a couple kind of personal questions just so we know more about the, the woman behind the, the curtain of this amazing organization you're doing. One of my favorite questions to ask someone to really get to know them is, if you have a book on your nightstand right now, what is it and what is it about? Um, the book on my nightstand right now is called The Portland Confidential. And it's about sex, crime, mafia, corruption back in the day when Portland was first coming up to being a rad city that it is today. Are you from Portland? I lived there. My first restaurant was in Portland. Okay. So I have a lot of really good family and friends up there. There's a lot of meaning for me there, and there's a lot of really good people. And it was really a turning point in my life because it was where I opened my first restaurant. It was like where I really became who I wanted to start becoming. Yes. It was that's, definitely a turning point. That's really point. cool. Um, okay, so to wrap this up, what, what would be your best advice for an entrepreneurial soul that wants to get there, but they're scared, but they feel like they need to just chase their dream? I would have to say that the majority of people out there don't even have an idea. So you, with one idea, already have a leg up on everyone. So imagine you're above 50% of the people already with just an idea. So half the battle is done. So if you just jump in and make it happen, look at how easy it is. Once you know what you want, the easy part is going after So it. just go for it. Get it. <laughs> Get it, girl. Get it, guy. <laughs> Be a boss. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in and sharing, you know, part of your story and your time. And um, if anyone wants to donate, where should they go? Should they go to the website? Or? Um, yeah, the joybusdiner.com. Joybusdiner.com. And then you're also on social media. We can kind of watch and see things happening. Yeah, you can check out our Instagram. Our handle is at thejoybus.org. And your food's amazing. Like, let's talk about your food really fast. You have the chicken and waffles, which are the best chicken waffles I've ever had. Aww. You have an amazing patty melt, right? Thank you. That's an amazing patty melt. Your breakfast burrito is like three pounds, and it costs like $7. <laughs> so, I mean, if anyone wants a breakfast burrito, they should be going to the Joy Bus. Go to the Joy Bus Diner, give to the community. Thank you, Jennifer, for coming in. Thank you right. very much. Thank you. We hope you're enjoying our new podcast, Boss Biz Talk. It's brand new, and we would love advice, thoughts, and any recommendations to help us be better. Please email us at team at the plmagency.com. Big question that I really wanted to talk about that we mentioned kind of just casually when we were talking last week. You started, like just on a whim in your home, like in your kitchen? Like you just started baking and like I'm doing this? That's yeah, um, yeah, totally, pretty much that was it. Um, I had the idea um, by what I explained previously, you know, when Joy became ill, it was really the only way I knew how to give back to her and show her that I cared. Um, I love cooking, I have a kitchen, why not? Why not set it up and start going? And it really what launched it was I went and spoke in front of the Case Manager Society of America and um, they started referring me patients. And then from there I started going to farmers markets to try to see if there was a farmer that was willing to donate produce after the market that I could go pick up. Unfortunately, um, that took a while for me to find a super rad human that was willing to do it. And I did with Farmer Frank at Crooked Sky Farms. And since then, he's been donating to us. Not He's only still for, on board. Still on board. Not only for the patient meals, but to the diner as well. Super good man. I'm very fortunate to know him. So it was pretty cool because I started in the kitchen. We had like two patients, one in Buckeye, one in Mesa. And then just started growing throughout the years. And as we built 
a clientele and a reputation, I outgrew the counter space on my kitchen mm -hmm. to continue doing it. And so how long did you do that until you were able to get out of the kitchen and go into, and the, is that how you started the diner? Is that you just transitioned directly from the kitchen to the diner? A hundred percent. And so it probably took about three and a half years of just doing it out of my kitchen. Once we grew to where volunteers were coming to help deliver the meals that I didn't know, um, because at first I had National Charity League would show up at my house. And thank God, because if they didn't show up, there's no way I could have grown because I wouldn't have been able to deliver all the meals myself. Right. Um, and then we moved to Gluten-Free Creations Bakery. And they let us meet there every Friday with our volunteers and deliver the meals. So I was making them still at my home and then driving down the street to the bakery. And then all of our volunteers would meet there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it was definitely like a grassroots movement. Absolutely. That the community definitely made happen. To be a part I of. wouldn't have been able to pull it off without the support. That is so amazing. So... That was in like what 2011 was that when, when I started when you started Correct. that, and then you transitioned to the diner, which mm -hmm. we all love and it's got amazing food to this day. Thank you. And that was what 2014. Sure. Something like that. <laughs> like four, four years. years I think almost four years ago. Okay, but then so I'm trying to get the time frame of when you went on Chopped because it's amazing that you're doing all this. You've got your passion going, and then you're like, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to go on Chopped. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, how does that happen? And you won this experience. <laughs> well, it's my daughter's favorite show, and that's one of the only reasons that I agreed to do it. It wasn't something I was searching for. Um, so when they called, I was like, hell no. And then I told my daughter, and she's like, but mom, you have to. It's my favorite show. And then Lisa, you know Lisa. Oh, my she's gosh, like, I love Lisa. Me too. And her Don't little tell her I said that. Little pigtails. <laughs> Don't tell her I said that, but she's pretty awesome. Um, so she was like, you have to. Like, it's for the joy bus. And so I went out there and... You know, I'm glad I did it. It was a really good experience. I don't ever want to do anything like it ever again. But I'm stoked at the results, obviously. Did and you I, like the judges on the show? Like Totally. Got Kana is super sweet. Um, Amanda Freitag, she she's like? beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't think TV does her justice. I mean, she looks pretty on TV, but, like, in person, she's very stunning. Wow. Um, Chris Santos was the other judge. They're They're all very kind to me. And I think... Obviously, mm. what we do with the Joy Bus probably swayed them a little bit. It's not that I'm a you total badass. <laughs> I think they just liked our mission, and that obviously helped us. I've, I've, I've had a bunch of your food, and so you're just being very humble right wow. now because you're amazing. And that's another question, too. Like, I love Ben. You know, he does a lot of the cooking for you at Joy Bus. Did you go in and train these guys on your recipes? That was a really hard part was actually creating the recipes because I'm not a recipe-driven person. I just throw a bunch of shit in there and be like, oh, my God, I hope it tastes good. Yeah. So that was really difficult for me to actually sit down and put the recipes together. Right. Um, so, yeah, the cooks in the diner are trained on the recipes that we serve in the diner. Um, but as of a year, two years ago, I've kind of given them the creative freedom with the patient meals. And it's awesome to watch them grow and be super proud on what we're delivering to our patients. The Arizona Central article that came out in January in their giving section, and it really went over, it said that Arizona was the last to come in for charitable giving in the community and 43rd for volunteering. With someone like you, and you're so passionate about volunteering and giving and charitable donations, when you read something like that, what do you think? You know, I heard that, um, and I was listening to it when I was driving around, 
And it's sad to hear something like that. And maybe that's why it took us eight years to actually close positively. This is the first year since we started eight, nine years ago that we've actually closed the year with money in our bank. Like I'm like ecstatic right now, but it's, I mean, it's taken a really, really long time. And maybe if we were surrounded by more givers, it would have taken half the time. But honestly, I know really awesome humans that show up every day and volunteer and I'm so grateful that we actually are closing the year with a little bit of money in our bank. So whatever it took to get here, I'm very thankful to be here. And right. I know rad people that volunteer every single day that are totally selfless. I know that you mentioned in part one that you're opening a new location. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's not going to be your last location. You're going to have to incorporate more givers and more people and more doers. What is your game plan on that? How do you get that word out and find those people? You know what? I think people need to take it upon themselves to do their homework. Um, Find a local charity where they can actually see the results. Because I think people are a bit jaded when they see these huge conglomerates of nonprofits that are driving $200,000 cars. And, like, just they can't see where the money's going. Yes, of course there's operation costs. Like, you have to pay people to run a business because at the end of the day it is a business. Mm -hmm. But look into the people on the local level that are seriously helping your neighbor or your friend to where – you feel like the dollar that you're giving is actually making a difference. hundred yeah. percent. And I understand how people do feel jaded because they'll give and sometimes a lot of money to these huge organizations and they have no idea where it's going. So right. find the local dudes that are in your backyard trying to make a difference. You can obviously see that you're making such a difference. And you know, any given Friday you can go in and see all the mills lined up on the counters that are getting ready to go out and the vans and the buses to the people. And that's such an amazing feeling. I mean, it's pretty rad. It really <laughs> is. And it gives me goosebumps right now talking about it. It's just it's like, oh my gosh, she's just doing so much work. But um, are you able to get in front of like people that can give more? And more? I mean, is there something like we can help do that? Or I'm thinking like Barrett Jackson. The only reason I say that is because he's been in town this whole week and I've been in awe. But like people like that who just, at the end of the year, they've got to give money, yeah, right? Totally. Give it to the Joy Bus. You know, I would How love. How do we do this? I don't know. If you figure it out, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to figure it out. Because it again, like that's another full time job is getting in front of people like that who have the ability to give. Right. Whereas I'm just drowning over here trying to operate a restaurant, right. trying to continue doing what we're doing, trying to hustle enough money mm-hmm. to keep us going for another month or two. Whereas. <clears throat> If we had the funding, that would be a job for someone to go and find those people that are willing to donate because they really were such a small organization. I don't have enough bodies to right. make it happen, which you need to grow to the next you level. You that- um, Well, we, we'll try to get the word out. That'd be rad. Thank right? you. Right? And then try to get some fundraisers going and hopefully the podcast will get the word out and they'll start talking and talking. I know you said it took eight or nine years to see something, but <laughs> yeah. as long as you give, you will get. And I truly I believe agree. that. You know, you put something out there, it returns to you tenfold. But, I so agree. make sure that it's good. <laughs> and you're doing the good at the Joy Bus Diner. And Joy With Bus. a lot of help. <laughs> With a lot of help. And thank you all for helping everyone, for helping Jennifer. We love it. So keep it going. And again, if you guys are interested in helping the Joy Bus Diner, go to thejoybusdiner.com. This is Boss Biz Talk, brought to you by the PLM Agency. To learn more on who they are, go to theplmagency.com. Hey, fellas, I'm talking to you, you, you too. Do you guys know who I'm talking to? Those of you who go out and stay out all night and have the night.